we interrupt your day to bring you a special announcement. And for that, we're going to throw it over to our weather guy. Thanks from the news desk. So I'm here with that special breaking news. We've got a published author, an award-winning future meteorologist, all sorts of other cool stuff. I've got Adeline from Adeline's Weather Watch. Welcome to Burnham Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Burnham. So we're here with Adeline of Adeline's Weather Watch. How's it going? Pretty good. How are you? Good, good. Are you kind of settling into the room now? Yeah. I try to give people a few minutes to kind of get, because this is, it's weird to come to this place downtown and sit in this room with somebody you might or might not have met before and like start talking about things. And so we like to take a minute, a few minutes, sometimes it's an hour where you just kind of hang out and get used to the 1850s architecture and you know pick the right chair and do all the cool things but but we got you we've tried to schedule this a couple times Mm -hmm. but you are like an international celebrity (laughs) it's been hard to nail you down where have you been what have you been doing um i went to texas um about a week and a half ago i went to dallas for the national storm chaser summit so that was about a three-day event Mm -hmm. counting travel days and everything Cool. Is that the first time you ever traveled for something like that? Yeah, I've never been on a plane before. Really? Yeah. So that was definitely an interesting experience, yeah, to say the well, least. Dallas is a nice place to... Did you go to DFW or you go to Love? Uh, DFW, okay. the International Airport. I've been there twice, and the first time was just a layover. So like, I flew in, and I walked down two gates and got on another plane 30 <laughs> minutes later. Um, but I enjoyed it a lot more than Atlanta. It's so much more efficient. Yeah. Like, as soon as we got off the plane, our bags were right next to us. We had a bathroom, food, and just straight out the door into a taxi. Nice. So, so where, was the, where was the conference? It was in northern Fort Worth, so it was kind of outside of the downtown area and yeah. everything, which I kind of enjoyed because it was a lot more peaceful, right. less people. It was, yeah. it was great. You don't have to be in town. So you met some heroes. Who are some heroes of yours that you bumped into? Uh, Ree Timmer. I don't know if you've ever seen the show uh, Tornado familiar. Chasers, yeah. Storm Chasers. There, he's a big guy. He's had the, you know the two shows on the Discovery Channel. Mm-hmm. The owner of the Dominators, which are tornado intercept vehicles, yeah. so they just drive straight into the tornado to get data. And then I met a few people from the Weather Channel, such as Charles Peak, and then the entire Girls Who Chase organization. Mm-hmm. There's just so many people you cannot name off. Yeah. All of them. Oh, that's cool. Them. It's they were were you happy when you met these people oh like, yeah it, it was definitely. a good thing so i know sometimes you meet your hero and it's like you're a little disappointed or you know but i'm not familiar with most of those people but i've seen most of reed timmer's stuff mm-hmm. all his shows and um i'm not a chaser but i'm a little bit of a junkie when it comes to shows <laughs> like that so mm-hmm. like i'm familiar with him and what i didn't know was that there was more than one dominator yes i thought it was just like his one thing that they went into. so it's like a whole outfit Oh, yeah. It's like a whole caravan. There's three of them. I think that he started building this near 2007, Mm -hmm. and he's still working on them. He may be building a Dominator 4. Okay. That is his full-time job. Storm chasing is all he does. So how cool would that be? That'd be pretty awesome. 
So what do you, is that what you're, you're trying to do like long term? Um, hopefully I've kind of leaned more towards broadcast meteorology mm-hmm. in the past couple of months, just especially after the summit, people meeting me and giving more me advice, broadcast meteorology, like on camera, the weather channel, Fox weather, it's a lot more secure than storm chasing Right. because they're telling me like less than 10% of storm chasers are able to make it big and become full time. So it's a lot more riskier. But I'm still going to do storm chasing on the side for sure, yeah. part-time. So I have one storm chasing experience. Hayden, Hayden, Tango, it's with your dad. We decided we were going to chase one time in Bartow County. Mm-hmm. And uh, there were, I don't know, six tornadoes or something that day. We never saw one because it turns out in northwest Georgia, we have hills and trees. Yeah. And it's not like Kansas or Oklahoma where you can see for 10 miles, miles away. And, oh, it's over yeah. there. Let's go see it. So we, we probably could have been killed that day. <laughs> that was my one and only storm chasing experience. Yeah. Um, so you, I don't think we were in the bus at that point. I think it was just his car, which was even worse, right? You should have like your dedicated storm chasing vehicle that you don't mind. Dominator. We need yeah, a dominator. A dominator. That'd be fun. Everybody needs a dominator, right? Don't you have a dominator? You got a dominator? <laughs> Some bad guy stuff. Yeah. Um, he threw all of his money into making those. Well, yeah, he if, was I think talking about. Yeah, if you're going to do that, I think you have to go all in. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. no like dipping one toe in, one toe out. It's like all of your money into right. those. Because the base model is like a Ford F-150, I think. Yeah. And it's unrecognizable if you've ever seen it. Yeah. It's just tons of sheet metal stuck just onto it. It is. It's basically a tank. Yeah. It's got to be expensive to maintain, It too. does. But like you said, it's a, this is something we piddle around and we kind of do. And we try to be professional with it, but it's not. We're not sinking hundreds of thousands of dollars into... Are you looking the thing up, Tango? I am. It's oh impressive if you've never seen it. It's worth going to look at. Oh, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I've seen the, the Storm Chasers and the, all the, you know, the cool shows mm-hmm. and things. That could be you one day, right? I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> but, it, I mean, as it is now, you're, you're doing forecasts. And I guess you've got a green screen. Mm-hmm. How much fun is that? It's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's definitely, it's been helpful because I think it's helped with my on-camera personality and my presentation and everything, but it's a lot easier to convey information when you're able to have a graphic, you're pointing to it. Right. It's just a lot more simple. Yeah. Well, you can, you know, you're you're out in your backyard or on site or wherever you are, and you're telling us the weather, and that's Mm -hmm. cool, like you said, but that that visual aid is you're connecting on two fronts now, and you're touching Mm -hmm. two, two senses. And I guess that's the better way to get messages across if you yeah. can. Uh, it's going to rain, and here's where, you know, and at what time and all those things. Yeah. But but I'm, I'm really impressed with how put together all that is. Thank you. And it's, you know, it's in your room or your basement or wherever it is you're mm-hmm. doing it. But it's, you know, this is this is where we are in 2024. Mm-hmm. You can forecast the weather from your house with a green Anywhere. Screen. Yeah. So how did you, how do we get to this point? What What drew you into storm chasing meteorology stuff to begin with we'll, we'll parse all that out in a minute but <laughs> um basically i've loved it as long as i can remember i yeah. mean like some of my first memories are talking about tornadoes i used to call them tomatoes just like okay. starting around 2013 2014 and then also really helped the fact that i was homeschooled because mm. that gave me a lot of extra freelance time to just kind of explore what i was interested in right and then watching like the weather channel storm stories tornado chasers it just became so intriguing mm-hmm. and then when i was finally able to start getting social media 
um, watching YouTube, Ryan Hall, y'all, was a huge influence. He yeah. taught me a lot of the things that I already know and continued to foster my passion for it. And then 2023, I joined Twitter just to see. I don't even know why I joined in the first place. To get the but, word out. Yeah. yeah, and I was just posting little things, but then I saw other kids my age doing as live broadcast, and I was like, why not give it a try? And yeah. then by third video, it kind of blew up or went viral, you yeah. could per se. How many followers do you have on Twitter? 4,300 something. You're doing all right. You're doing all right. That's good stuff. But again, that's, that's kind of where we are now. There are no mm-hmm. rules. Like, you don't have to wait until you're grown up, you know, air quotes, to, uh, to start doing stuff like this. Mm-hmm. You can do it now because of yeah. what we have and what a time to be alive, right? It is, really. So you got over the hump at some point and you decided that this is what I'm going to do and then you mm-hmm. create your socials and things like that. What is it like managing all that stuff on top of being in the eighth grade, you know, and doing eighth grade kid stuff. It's a lot of work. I'll tell you that. I mean, it takes a lot of time. It's definitely increased over the past three months, I would say, because now I have a ton of social media. It's a little bit more demanding now that I have followers who actually are relying on me putting content out there because if you just don't appear on social media for a week at a time, I mean, your follower count's going to go down. By the time you get back on there, your viewership is going to drop a little bit. So it's a little bit more pressure. And then just managing everything, family time, schoolwork, extracurriculars, but it's definitely the most rewarding thing. Yeah. I wouldn't trade it for anything. Oh, it's, it's a lot of fun, but you're right. There's a lot of stuff going on. You know, you people expect you to post periodically, and for the sake of the algorithm, you got to put yeah. something out there, right? So you create this monster on some level where you're like, well, this is fun, and I enjoy it, but then somewhere your hobby kind of becomes a job. Yeah. You've got to decide. That's what it's become. Yeah. Like, but if, you, if it's something you love, though, they say it's you not, know, it's never not, work a day yeah. in your life. But that's, is that kind of where you are now? Mm-hmm. You feel like this is... It's kind of crossover between hobby and not job per se because I'm not making money on it or anything. Right. But like next level, whatever you would call it. Yeah. Well, that's kind of where we are. We're broke here too. We, <laughs> not, not making money yet, but it's you try to maintain that level of professionalism mm-hmm. because there are other people out there doing the same thing. And it's not necessarily a competition because you're not doing it exactly the same way. Mm-hmm. But as far as the algorithm goes, you want to put stuff out there and be at the yeah. top. And you also want to be in the school play and, you know, hang out with friends and do all the stuff that you want to do. Mm-hmm. And So what other kind of things are you into besides weather? Um, I do theater. I'm a swimmer, runner, tennis player, lots of things. I'm on the robotics team. Holy smokes. A lot of stuff. That's what you call a well-rounded kid, right? <laughs> Man. So, so did they ask you before you guys, like your cross-country team or whatever, mm-hmm. you, they ask you if it's going to rain on the meet? or are you, Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm kind of the go-to other person at right, my school. Right. I mean, even like my school administrators have kind of started to catch on after finding my social media and everything. So <laughs> it's a little bit more than my friends knowing at this point. The principal call you and go, hey, should we cancel the lacrosse <laughs> game today? Because, it, you know, and, no, no, I think we're good. It's going to hold off until 6. You can get it in, but. So people are just hitting you up for the weather all the time now? Oh, yeah, for oh, sure. Gosh. I haven't looked today. Have you done a, a forecast for today? It's sunny, which is absolutely beautiful. The high is like upper 50s, I think. Okay. The weather this week has been pretty great. Good After deal. cloudy, 
lots of rain. We had like three inches of rain in the past we four days. We had a ton of rain, yeah. Yes. So. so we're looking for clear skies. So let's see, this will be out Sunday. So it should be good between now and then, right? We're recording yeah. this on Wednesday. And none of it won't matter to any of you because you won't see this until Sunday anyway. But it's been really nice and sunny this afternoon, and yeah, that's mm-hmm. good. It's been cool, great. cool, good deal. So, what's the what's the next step? Where are we going next? Good question. I'm not even 100 percent sure yet. Definitely, just continuing to grow milestones. Hopefully, I'm at like maybe 5,000 followers by the end of this year. Mm-hmm. I would hope I've like 700 to go. Just the way it goes is just kind of dead growth for a few weeks and then suddenly a storm comes filming it all of a sudden I'm up 200 followers yeah it just all depends the content is based on the weather obviously like is there a storm or like right now sunny skies great temperatures there's nothing really to talk about yeah so it just always fluctuates on mother nature yeah and thank you for not making things up. <laughs> I mean, because you, you could. You could say, well, it's sunny today, but, you know, I, in, in this day and age, you could put whatever you want on your green screen yeah. and say, well, it's going to be a, you know, whatever. And then that'll get a bunch of clicks. And, yeah. You know, but, That's a big issue in the weather community. People yeah. just going for the clicks, the clickbait, just trying pulling stuff out of their back pocket or blowing things out of proportion. Yeah. Like there's going to be snow in South Dakota tonight because I was looking at the Valentine's Day forecast, Mm -hmm. perhaps maybe making a forecast this afternoon. But people could put it on there and be like, deadly blizzard targets, northern United States, brace for impact on major holidays, something like that. So you, Just, I mean, you know, then, I mean, it's, so this is why you should pay attention to Adeline's <laughs> forecast. If you live in Northwest Georgia, she's not selling you doom and gloom. But I, I thought this a while back, I was looking at the Weather Channel website one day and it was like, I don't know, the, there's going to be a tsunami, you know, on Tuesday, but it won't matter. Anybody who doesn't drown in this tsunami is going to get hit by the meteor on Thursday. And I'm like, man, what are we doing? But they were just, they're just selling fear, so many of them, and it's, I don't I guess it's not just weather. Like anybody who's on social media and YouTube is trying to get clicks and you say what you want to try to boost those numbers up. But I'm like, yeah. I just want to know if, if I need to take my umbrella with me. <laughs> you know, like that's that's all I need. But yeah. But you're doing that and that's awesome. Thank you. Um what kind of help do you have in this? Obviously my parents are like huge, huge supporters. You yeah. couldn't do anything without them. Well, you can't drive yet, right? Yeah, of course not. <laughs> like my mom took me across the country. My mm-hmm. dad has given me so much advice on literally everything. Well, he brought you here today. Yeah, he brought me here today. So shout out dad. Yeah, I'd say definitely my biggest supporters are probably family and friends yeah. for sure. And then everyone else in the weather community, they're by far the nicest people you could ever be around. Not a single frown in Texas at all. Uh, I mean, everyone was happy, yeah. welcoming, tons of advice. I mean, you really couldn't go wrong. So that's a pretty tight-knit community, I guess? Mm-hmm. Very tight-knit. Good deal. Yeah. I, I was, I was kind of interested in that because we get into different things. And, like, I'm a pastor, so I'm in this, like, little pastor community. And mm-hmm. we all try to support each other. But then if you look at other fields, people feel like they're in competition. And they go, well, I don't want to help them because it takes away from me. And that's not necessarily the way it is. Like, we can yeah. all win. You know, there's enough meat on the bone, you know, for everybody. But it's good to hear that there's some positive yeah. community there. The weather community is also 
very competitive. I mean, it's like there's two sides to it. <laughs> we all okay. know it very well. I mean, it can be very, very dramatic, especially mm-hmm. on social media. But then also when you meet them in person and you see them face to face and you kind of take away the following, the content, who's doing the best out of everyone there. Yeah. It's tightly knit. But then when you look at the competitive aspect of it, because, I mean, everyone's trying to get the best shot. Everyone wants the tornado footage that they can plaster all over the Internet. Right. I mean, it, it does get very competitive. Yeah. Well, does that vary, though? Because, like, you're not necessarily competing with somebody in Arkansas. So is, is competition kind of within like territory lines or are we just competing for clicks across the board kind of both i mean it definitely if you're in the same state as someone or same area it's probably going to be a little bit more heated yeah but i mean it's mostly just like who's going to get the best footage who is going you know to get the clicks who's going to get like the gigs on the weather channel accuweather all the things yeah well i guess that's the same as any other because even in a town our size or, I mean, any town, really, you've got weather sta- or, or you know, news station A and news mm-hmm. station B, and they're competing for, for views and clicks. I guess it's kind of always been that way, and the fact that we're independent, I guess, doesn't really change that. Yeah. But at the same time, if we were competing for weather clicks, I would hope that you would let me know if I was about to get blown away <laughs> by a tornado. Oh, you know, definitely. Like, hey, I, go I down mean, that road. even though they're competing, it's always friendly. I mean, yeah. they're not dragging each other down or placing a target on their back. It's right. just like every community, every single field is going to have competition. And ours is just, I wouldn't say any more or any less. It's about the same. But yeah. they still love each other all the same. I mean, you really cannot go wrong. Yeah. They're the best group of people I've ever been around. Well, and in, in entertainment, which is still what this is on some level, there's like we kind of have these characters mm-hmm. where the, you do what you do on your camera and on your socials. Um, and then when you meet a person, you know, we talked about meeting your heroes and what mm-hmm. that was kind of like. Like it's you're human at that point and you're not just a, a media outlet or a social media platform or something like that. So I guess it's different face to face even than. Yeah. Because we talk, you know, I, I do. I'm Chris Pyle's going to be right again. I'm going to mention jujitsu. But like we do jujitsu, which means we strangle each other like with our hands, you know, and that seems terrible. But then we're all buddies and we talk about a guy at another gym and. We're competing yeah. against him or whatever. And then when I meet this guy, we're buddies too. And it's all, you know, it's all good. But yeah. same kind of thing. You guys aren't strangling each other. So I mean, no, you know, no. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Not yet. But it, it's, yeah. it's cool. It's neat to watch what independent media is, is becoming in, you know, and I, I kind of caught on to this in like 2020 when everything was locked down mm-hmm. and there were like, at one point, even churches were closed. So it was tough to mark what point of the week we were in. So like, what day is it? Like time didn't even matter, you know, and we just had time, all of our jobs were closed and we could do whatever. So a lot of this type thing came out of, out of that. And it's, it's really cool to see it kind of carry on. And then, mm-hmm. you know, I'm 30 years older than you, but this, you're the next generation as far as what you're doing, but you're even that you're so far ahead of me <laughs> because I've had to learn all this stuff and you guys have just mm-hmm. grown up in it. Yeah. So you understand it and, you know, what the algorithm is and how to get followers and do all those things. And you're way bigger than us, and I'm just glad <laughs> you're here. <laughs> Especially since you, you won an award, right? Yes. I won the Best Future Meteorologist Vortex Award Good with deal. another kid my age oh, as well. Okay. So how is that decided? Um, I'm not even 100% sure. Doesn't I just matter, know right? 
Um, <laughs> another like legend in the weather community, his name's Tim Marshall. Okay. I know he put in a good word for me and the other kids, so I'm not sure. They said there wasn't a committee. I just don't know how it kind of Well, you said about. legend, and when legends talk, people listen, right? Yeah. So maybe that was all it took. I don't know, but I thought that was cool. I knew you were going because, like I said, we had tried to get you mm-hmm. on, and then, then you go and you win an award, and that makes it even better, right? And <laughs> so put that on your Twitter bio, by the way. I looked at it this morning, and it wasn't on there. Award-winning meteorologist. So what's the difference between a meteorologist and a weather person i don't even know the proper terminology what what are what what are we separating there well like a meteorologist someone who goes to college gets the degree and everything Mm -hmm. because you can't call yourself a meteorologist really at least in my book unless you have the degree and like the proof of it like i couldn't call myself a meteorologist i mean i know about the weather but i don't know enough to be answering in-depth questions or provide like life-saving information when the time comes down to it and then i mean there's always on-camera meteorologists you know some can read it from a teleprompter i mean you don't have to be a meteorologist to read from a teleprompter and point at a map but i mean a lot of them are i mean i'd say probably 90 percent maybe of the on-camera meteorologists are meteorologists because you can't that's not a name that's really thrown around very easily right well that's what i thought because you get you know the guy that does the weather on morning radio and that's Mm -hmm. cool and i I don't know if he's reading something or if he looked outside and thought, well, the clouds are doing this and that, and uh, to be able to predict the weather himself. Um, but exactly what that designation meant and what it was, and I don't know. I turned the weather on and listened to the guy or, or to you talk and go, well, this is, and I just have to take your word for it, right? Mm-hmm. But, so, but you guys have, re- I say you guys, you're one of them. You're great. You're 100% forecast all the time. Weather people have a reputation for being wrong, yeah, right? Yeah, half the time, and they still get paid. Yeah. I mean, most of the time, it's not their fault. It's always the weather. Most of the time, when the forecasts are wrong, it's like looking out weeks ahead or posting like long-range forecasts. Those mm-hmm. never verify. So that's why I'm always, when I film my forecasts, like, don't, like, write my name down on this. Don't make <laughs> me swear on this because this is right. going to change. Yeah. Like, for example, yesterday, Boston, the National Weather Service in Boston, they had, like, well, everyone thought rock solid forecast, six to eight inches. Boston got half an inch. I mean, no oh. one could have seen that coming. It's just well, they already warm declared notch. an emergency, right? Yeah, the snow just moved a little south. I mean, it happens all of the time. Yeah. You can't blame them on that. That's yeah. just the atmosphere's fault, if you want to call it that. Right. So don't fire your weather person mm-hmm. just because they're wrong. <laughs> Maybe even half the time. You should. You got to be right half the time, though, yeah. right? I mean. <laughs> I mean, it all depends on the forecast. I mean, some are a little bit trickier than others. Yeah. You can always forecast, oh, my gosh, there's this huge rain band that's going to be moving through. It's probably going to rain. Yeah. But forecasting tornadoes, especially winter weather here in northern Georgia, it's practically possible. I mean, I'm sure you may remember like a month ago in earlier January, everyone was talking about snow. It's going to yeah. snow. We got rain. We didn't I'm even so get freezing rain. I mean, it's just like things you can't even predict. Like there was a warm notch came in and temperatures were five degrees more than what they should have been. Mm-hmm. Just things, little nitpicky things that can completely destroy your forecast right. entirely. So are we going to get snow this year? Can you go out any further than the next you know, week or so? Um, I'm saying the chances are a lot lower this year, sadly. Ugh, so sad. Because, I mean, most of the time our snow window is... January to February. I mean, right. you can always hold out hope. We've had snowstorms 
and Valentine's Day, like 2014, maybe? 2014? I think that's right. We had to pack up and literally leave because there was an ice storm that came on Valentine's Day. So, I mean, they can come, like, later in the season. But once we get to this point, and I'm seeing no indicators, just warm more and more warmer temperature maps coming out above yeah. average it's Ugh. it's looking grim that's heartbreaking i'm gonna have it to go is. find some snow we did that a few Literally. years ago we knew we went to maggie valley and we'd never been to maggie valley before but we looked at where the snow was going to come in and that's the mm-hmm. first place you got to so we went yeah. there but i need to see some snow i know we haven't seen snow at all this year which is a little unusual because at did this we, point go ahead I'm sorry at this point normally we've at least seen snow falling from the sky i've seen maybe two flurries period uh, i haven't seen any flurries <laughs> i know and that's just because i was I standing was on my front porch for like an hour waiting waiting for that on to a fall. flurry to say that it's snowing <laughs> <laughs> now we got oh man yeah it's been i don't think we got any last year we did get a little dust we got last like year. A quarter of an inch. Yeah. You can't do anything with a quarter of an inch. No. Besides we, just look at it. We scraped up all the snow in our front yard and made snowballs within a matter of five minutes. You it's know, gone. I mean, the sun came out and it was just yeah. lush at that point. Uh, gotta get snow. I know. I have to go somewhere and get it. I, I was hoping you could pull some strings and bring it here. <laughs> it's, that's fine. Um, you mentioned a minute ago, you said a warm notch, I think is what you said. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite weather term? Oh, my God. There's so many of them. I mean, the term bomb cyclone is pretty fun. That's the first one that came to mind. It's like when a storm undergoes bombogenesis, which I'm not even 100% sure what that is. Doesn't matter. Pretty sure it's like when pressure drops, the storm strengthens. Mm -hmm. But that's pretty common. Like the nor'easter, sometimes they go under bombogenesis, and you can call it a bomb cyclone. I mean, that's definitely kind of like a fear factor word. Yeah. When you throw that out there to the general public and they have no clue what you're talking about, that'll get that'll get people's attention. If you say bomb cyclone, I'm running out to get bread and milk. Exactly. Like because. it may not even be relative to snow. People are going to freak out yeah. over it. And I mean, it's not even a lie. Like you can say bomb cyclone headed towards the northeast, and that's completely true. It's just you're still going to get attention from yeah. it still. Yeah. That's a fun one to say, though. Bomb cyclone. Yeah. Like Might name this episode Bomb, bomb cyclone. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the first one that came to mind. Yeah. So, but what, going back to the warm notch, what does that mean? Um, like influx of warm air. So okay. say like when this happened, it was like 28 in Fort Payne across the line, probably like 30 in Somerville. But just, just some for some reason, warm air was in place over, you know, northwestern Georgia area. And it just kind of destroyed our chances of getting snow. Man, so it's Alabama's fault then. Definitely. We can 100%. Blame. It's always Alabama's fault. It is when, whenever we have bad weather. We came from Alabama. And it's, it always you know, does come from Alabama. I mean, I can't remember the last time we've had severe weather, and it didn't end up coming from Alabama. I guess Alabama. it never formulates here. I don't know. What is it about the state line then that creates the bad weather? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's always weaker by the time it gets to us here in northwestern Georgia. I mean, by the time, because most of the time it develops, you know, Mississippi, Alabama area, just the way storm systems typically move throughout the United States, it ends up in our neck of the woods most Mm. of the time, depending on the jet stream and everything. But um, just, I don't know what it is. Just by the time it gets to us, it's always a little bit weaker. Well, they're also an hour behind, so God bless them over there. (laughs) So, this I don't know. This is cool. This is it's fun stuff to sit because, like I said, I've always enjoyed watching 
the Storm Chaser shows and, mm-hmm. you know, all types of fun stuff like that. But to, to have you on here and, like, bring things to this audience that they can touch now and they feel like, well, I know one of those weather people. <laughs> so you're one step away from Reed Timmer or the Ryan. What was Ryan's last name? Ryan Hall. Hall, okay. I'd so say I, I'm a little bit more than one step away. Well, I, just this much, though. He, they know your name, right? Yeah. Um, I heard Ryan mentioned on a show. I watch a, sh- a YouTube channel where the guy, this guy plows snow in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. and he watches Ryan Hall to get his his forecast. And so the community is, you know, it's out there. But you're mm-hmm. you're one step away from those guys, and I, you I can so. downplay that if you want to. <laughs> but that's how it is. That's what I'm telling my audience anyway. But so where can people find your stuff? Oh. Any social media that you have, probably. Um, I'm Adeline's Weatherwatch on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and then Adeline WX on Twitter. Good deal. I just randomly started Twitter, and I didn't even really have a username because I was just posting random weather stuff. Like if there was a tornado warning, mm-hmm. I'd post the radar imagery and list out the town names that were in the path. But then, like, when all of a sudden I got an audience, I was like, I got to take this seriously. Like, (laughs) there's no fooling around anymore. Yeah. How much of a shock was that when, like, an audience showed up? Oh, huge. Yeah. I mean, there was just one day where I posted another video. It got over 500,000 views. That I gained over 1,500 followers in a matter of 18 hours. Wow. Which I didn't think was possible. So then all of a sudden I was like, I just surpassed, like, all of these people who I've been, like, looking up to this entire time, and suddenly I'm here. But then also I'm like, how did I get so lucky? Because it's the algorithm that shoved me all the way up here. I would not bring luck into the equation. (laughs) It's just, I mean, that's just me, but I don't know. You're doing the right things, it seems. I guess so. The algorithm definitely had a play in it, though. But it does, and it's, you're, you put something out, and you're the first one to put it out there, or a handful of people like it, you know, and they, Mm -hmm. they hit it and the algorithm sees that. And then you just never know. It just randomly goes crazy. I mean, there's some posts that have nothing to do with crazy weather at all. It's just me standing on my driveway talking about like runoff ditch next to my house. It's full of water. (laughs) And it's all of a sudden I check the next morning because I have like 15 Twitter notifications Mm -hmm. and it's gotten like 25,000 views. And I'm like, where did that come from? It's crazy because you, you have 4,000 followers mm-hmm. and you end up with 25,000. That, that still astonishes me because we're, we're not even to, I don't know, we're almost to 700 on Facebook. Mm-hmm. But then we'll post things that get eight ten thousand 10,000. Where are these people coming from and why don't you exactly. like my page? <laughs> so, yeah, you just never know. I don't know. Something takes off. But now that my audience knows you you don't have to depend on the weather rock and you know what weather rock is yes okay uh, so we don't have to depend on the weather rock anymore we can just follow adeline um so your stuff says awx awx yeah so your it's your name and then wx wx is the shorthand for weather okay so just kind of an abbreviation for it i don't know if the x meant watch or you just didn't want to put two w's up there because then it would be all or yeah. or what the story was but well cool good deal what would you, where are we at on time, Tango? I know we're not. 30 minutes. 30 minutes? Okay. Um, I'm kind of curious of what her thoughts are on the new Twister movie. What oh, are yes. your thoughts, since you're not on microphone, what are your thoughts on the new Twister movie? So at the summit, we were all talking about it. I mean, it was a huge deal. They even did a panel on Twister, like just kind of, because we had the director of Supercell. Mm-hmm. I forgot. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. That's okay. But um, 
he came and he talked about it in depth on it and everything. So then we also got on the subject of Twister and then Twister 2, Twisters, the sequel, I'm assuming. The commercial aired during the Super Bowl. So I was just watching the TV and as soon as I saw it on there, I opened Twitter and just all you could see as continued as you scroll was Twister in all caps. Just people talking about it. So is this... The one I saw the Super Bowl commercial. Mm-hmm. Is this the sequel or is this a remake of the? I'm pretty sure it's a sequel. Okay. There's been very mixed feelings about yeah. it based on the trailer. Some people are like so hyped about it, and then other people are criticizing it because like the first 30 seconds of the commercial, they ran under an overpass, which is notorious for big no. Don't do that. Any storm, no. I mean, it 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 makes sense to. Like, when you're thinking about it, like, oh, my gosh, there's a tornado. Let me seek shelter under a massive, like, concrete bridge. Right. But really, it's, like, the worst thing you could do. Why I mean, you're better thing? off in a ditch. Because the way it, the wind flows, it becomes a wind tunnel. So, in fact, winds are going to be a lot faster, especially if you're up, like, in under the eaves, yeah. which you would think is the safest place. Right. It's honestly the worst. Because, I mean, things are going to be accelerating. Debris is just going to be flying through there, easy way to get killed. Well, you have changed my life today. <laughs> I had no, I've always thought, you know, I've been on the road before and thought, well, that's the time I need to, if I'm, you know, it's weathered, I need to pay attention mm-hmm. to where I can go. Not under an overpass. No, especially not. I mean, it would be useful if like during a hailstorm, but that just makes traffic absolutely right. horrible. Oh yeah. I mean, like we'll be watching live streams and we'll see traffic here modes of, like where there's a big storm moving through, people are under an overpass, and everyone's like, what are you doing? Because, uh, I mean, traffic will be backed up for miles just because three people don't want to get their windshield damaged. <laughs> but, then, but then, I mean, you have put so many other people in the path of it, too, and right. you can't move. So it's just continuous. If you keep driving, eventually you're going to get out of it. Right. So just uh, overpasses are a no during any storm. No, no for an overpass. Okay. Okay. This Write that one down. <laughs> Keep that in my back pocket. I know for man, I, they told us forever. I say they. I can't remember where I ever first heard that, but I, that's just always been it's commonly accepted. No. Don't do that. Yeah. I mean, it's not good publicity for the general public. They because I mean, literally anyone. I'm sure like my parents would think to shelter under an overpass yeah. if they didn't have me telling them, no, don't do it. Man, are we to the point don't in life it. now where our kids are like, hey, Dad, maybe, you know, <laughs> like, man. <laughs> don't just, do it. Uh, don't hide under the overpass. Okay, so in this building, do you feel like we're okay? <laughs> I mean, if we were on the bottom story, yeah. Yeah, okay, but, I got you. But, I mean, generally during a tornado, Lowest level of your house, preferably a basement, central room, as mm-hmm. small as you can get it. Right. No windows. Um, under stairs, preferably, because that's going to just provide you extra support. Right. Like, the, again, rule of thumb is get as many walls between you and the outside world as possible. So when a piece of 4 by 4 plywood comes, like, flying into your wall, <laughs> you don't want to be on the other side of that. You right. want to be, like, a wall or two walls away. Mm. Good stuff. Kind of, 
Glad you came in today. This has been beneficial <laughs> Tornado safety for me. Yeah. Lesson. Well, I mean, it, it, that's this is stuff. You know, we live in Northwest Georgia. We have tornadoes all the time. We can't see them coming. We just you, know we, they're you here. Really you really can't. Know, and, I mean, if there's a tornado warning, I mean, if you live out in Oklahoma, I'm sure you could get out on your porch. And if you're facing the right direction, and there is one, as long as it's not rain wrapped, I'm sure you can see it. Yeah. But here, even if it was crystal clear daylight no rain curtains around it, you still would not be able to see it. Yeah. The amount of trees, hills, it's like a nightmare. Yeah. People have been asking me at the summit, like, have you chased yet? I'm like, not really. Pretty Honestly, I live. feel like I would lead me or like my dad or my mom into a sticky situation <laughs> if I was navigating. So that's been something I'm working on and hopefully we'll start storm chasing this spring. Well, but it's kind of a seasonal thing, right? Mm-hmm. So you could go out and spend the spring in Oklahoma and chase storms. Or, oh, yeah. yeah. But we're definitely not going to be chasing tornadoes. No. If we chase anything, it'll be like severe thunderstorms probably. Yeah. No tornadoes. Yet. Yeah, no. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. So we were we talked about movies. Um, what's your favorite weather movie? Probably Twister. Twister, the original? I mean, yeah, there's yeah. not a lot of them out there. I mean, there's Supercell, Twister. I haven't watched Supercell. Which I is either. probably, I think the weather community might get really mad at me for saying that. <laughs> You're I'm doing just, so good. I'm not a huge movie person. Yeah. I don't know why. But I'll I have to get, watch Twisters. We had a baseball guy on a couple of weeks ago, and he was like, I don't like sports movies. I'm like, you guys are you guys are tanking your own brand. You got to get with it. <laughs> but, yeah, apparently Supercell was really good. So maybe I'll go home and watch Supercell. Uh, me too. To Let me check it out. I don't know. <laughs> Um, I, I mean, I've, I've met the it. director. I was in an elevator okay. with him, so yeah. I feel like I should probably go watch go it. Go watch his movie now, right? Yeah. If he had, he, I, he probably just assumed he'd seen it. Probably. Yeah, as long as you play it cool, you're good to go. <laughs> so you got time between that. She's definitely going to watch it before this comes out, right? Yes. So if you're watching Mr. Director Guy, she's seen your movie. I'll she watch loved it. it. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> well, good deal. Well, you got anything else? You got anything anything else people would need to know about Adeline's Weather Watch or the weather in general? I don't think so. Good deal. Well, I will let you get on with the rest of your day then, and we'll wrap it up right there. It's been great. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being on. We'll do it again sometime after you've been out and chased storms in Oklahoma. (laughs) We'll have to get an update. Thanks, Dad, for bringing her in. Thank you. Good deal. God bless you guys. We love you. See you next time. Thank you for watching. If you like what you found here at Burnham Podcast and at Burnham Project, You can support us at patreon.com slash Burnham Project. Thank you.